With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The A-List Podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Thank you all for tuning into the A-List Podcast. Already starting off on a goofy note. First off, the preseason schedule is out. The Celtics are, I mean, you could probably find this online, but quickly I'll go through it. Philadelphia, New York, Philly, New York, at Charlotte. That's the Celtics preseason in a nutshell. Ashrod Blakely, Gary Washburn, we're here to talk about the Celtics, as we usually do. Look, look, are you guys going to say anything? I've just been rambling for like 30 seconds at this point. You're right, Corny. You have been rambling. You're right. We're here to talk about the Celtics. <laughs> Breaking news here. This podcast is very Celtics. What was to say? <laughs> is Quan yeah. still on vacation, Gary? Is yeah, she's, vacay? She's, yeah. Quanny's like mentally at the Cape in, or in Birmingham. In, in, <laughs> That's in not the Martha's yeah. Vineyard, or you know, fancy fancy place. Me and Gary can't get in spots like that. No, we can't. <laughs> Don't do that. But I'll take it. All right, let's talk about special. actually quickly. I am special. The, oh, you, yeah, you guys aren't. One one day, though, one day. Hall of Fame weekend, though, that's what we're focused on. Yeah. <laughs> There's, it's Celtics list, though. That's the one thing we did want to highlight, considering this franchise, the history behind the Celtics. What Who stands out to you? Let's start with that, the class um, that is getting inducted this weekend. Who do you think just stands out overall the most? You probably, actually, this was a setup for someone we know, too, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, you, I mean, you look at the class. I think you got to look at Greg Popovich uh, mm-hmm. as the one guy who, you know, you look at the impact that he's made on just his particular role as an NBA head coach. Is, it's just phenomenal. You look at the way mm-hmm. they were able to transition from one great uh, once in a lifetime type of player with David Robinson to another one in Tim Duncan, and to still, you know, be relevant uh, for a number of years. Afterwards, obviously they've hit a bit of a lull the last four or five years, but Greg Popovich is one of the all-time great coaches, and it's, it's good to see him finally get his flowers uh, and be among the all-time great coaches. Because when you look at the, if you were to put together like a Mount Rushmore of NBA head coaches, I think it's hard not to think about Greg Popovich as being one of those on that that course. Wow, who? I mean, it's a loaded class. With it is. Paul Gasol and Dwayne Wade and Tony Parker, um, Dirk Nowitzki, Greg Popovich, uh, um, you know, Gene Cady, the Purdue coach. Uh, so it, it's it's a loaded class. Um, I guess Dirk probably stands out 
because of just the international, like he set the tone for the international kind of uh, revival um, in the late '90s, coming over and now. And then if you look at the at the drafts after Dirk in '98, there was just littered with international players, and there was kind of like a invasion in a sense, like the Beatles invasion, where. And then if you look at the Beatles in the mid 60s, there was, you know, 20 new groups from England that were hitting, you know, there was all these knockoffs and the same thing with uh, Dirk. There were all these Dirk knockoffs, Nikolai Tversky, and there were all these Euro guys who never really quite made it. Um, but Dirk was the first. He was the one that kind of started the international explosion of players. And to see him 20 years with the, with the Mavericks winning a championship, um, just obviously revolutionizing the game for the four man, kind of the one of the first of the generation of finesse fours. You know, if you want to include like Garnett in there, you can. But I think Garnett was a little bit more physical, a little bit more of a of a, of a you know be a, a force in the paint. Um, but Dirk was the guy who was going to take you outside, hit that one step, one footed step back jumper, hit the three you know, attack the rim. Like he was all around and it kind of revolutionized the game, you know, for four power forwards. Now power forwards now play like Dirk Davitsky as the, as opposed to playing like Rick Mahorn or some of these guys of the older uh, generation who were just big behemoths and rebounders and, and guys clearing out space. So uh, I think of Dirk Davitsky, obviously we can talk about, you know, it's going to be, a, a Miami Heat love fest with Dwayne Wade there, and I'm sure LeBron was gonna is gonna be there. I mean, it's gonna be a star-studded uh, Hall of Fame with all the guys that are gonna be in. They're gonna check out all the Spurs folks um, that are gonna be seeing, um, you know, Tony Parker get in, and in, in addition to Pop, um, you know, all the Lakers, you know, and still kind of the ghost of Kobe with Gasol getting in, one of his closest friends and team. It's going to be an emotional weekend, but this is always fun. And I'm glad that the Hall where it was not like the opening of the NFL season. It was like no overshadowed, no, no nothing where I think last year and the year before it was like, you know, the first the, the, the opening of the NFL season. It kind of over took it a little bit this time all on its own. That was your hood history lesson with Gary Washburn. But <laughs> what we were highlighting earlier and the tying back the point is the fact that this is a Hall of Fame class with no former C's that are getting inducted. So from your two perspectives, you think it's a fluke or a beginning of the Boston representation when you think about Hall of Fame contenders? This is this is the beginning of the drought. This yeah. is the beginning of the drought for Celtics fans. Because when you think about Hall of Famers, at this point in time, you got to think about players from the 90s to 2000 to 2010s. And you go back to the 90s, anything. and this is courtesy of Gary Washburn Hood Stats. Hey. Seven of the 10 years in the 90s, the Celtics didn't even make the damn playoffs. So you know no one, very few players are coming from that era. Uh, J.R. Brimmer is not going to be a, a Hall of Famer. Oh, Greg Steenson is not going to be a Hall of Famer. So you can just pretty much forget about the 90s. And the 2000s were better, but not that much better. I mean, they, they got the championship in 08, but that decade, I think, is remember, is going to be remembered more, not so much for what they accomplished, but what they could have accomplished. When you think mm. about Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and Ray Allen coming away with one chip 
when that group really should have probably had at least one or two others. So that group, again, you're not uh, those guys that I just mentioned, they're already in the Hall of Fame. So that mm-hmm. that decade is pretty much already accounted for. And if you look at the 2010s, uh, some good players. But uh, again, it's still relatively young and that group still hasn't won a championship. And as we all know, the fastest way to being a Hall of Famer is to win it's championships. Winning. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't think Tony Parker would be a Hall of Famer. Well, I don't think, you know, Manu Ginobili would necessarily be a champion in that same regard. And, and Dirk, for that matter. Oh, uh, I take that back about Dirk. Dirk would probably be in regardless. But the point is, you have to have team success in order, I think, to have that individual glory that comes with being a Hall of Famer. And beyond that, it's just not enough time. There hasn't been enough time for Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, et cetera. Uh, but there are some other possible couple possibles and we may get into that a little bit today yeah. uh, that might get in but for the most part you're not going to see those years where eight nine people get in and three or four of them are selfish. those days are long Gary what do you yeah. think yeah it's going to be a drought I mean until the, the, the fact is, is that what you had was you had the Celtics rely on veterans for a long time in the big, th- the big three in terms of Garnett, Pierce and Allen and then in 12, 13, so 10, 11 years ago, those guys all left, were traded. Allen signed with Miami. And so all those guys end up retiring um, and, you know, getting into the Hall of Fame eventually with Pierce and with, you know, all those guys. So now you have this gap, right? And you just have, you know, they went completely young. So to me, it's just it's just not going to be it's going to be a while because you don't have any real veterans like, you know, Marcus Smart was kind of the first of the new generation. Marcus is now gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, you know, no shade, Lee. but he's not going to be in the Hall of Fame. No, no. So. But so you got Jason. Respectfully. You got Jason. You got Jason and Jalen. Um, yeah. I'll be in with. 10, yeah, 15 and, years, and 20 years. Jason's 20, Jason's 25 mm-hmm. and Jalen's 26. So that's going to be a while, a while. So you don't have any like 34, 30, you don't have any cusp Hall of Famers. You don't have any guys, you know, it's just going to be a while before you have, now you might have a player who might've had a cup of coffee with the Celtics, or, you know, something like that. that yeah. That, get yeah, in, but awesome. not uh, what you would say a true um, original Celtic. I don't think that's mm. going to happen for a while. But, but when you kind of go young and you go you go old for a long time, remember, like, they signed the big three in 2007. It was supposed to be a three-year plan, ended up going pretty much six. And then they did a complete rebuild where Doc left and uh, those, you know, Ray ended up leaving. Um, and Paul and Kevin went to Brooklyn, got traded to Brooklyn for all those draft picks. The Celtics just started over. So there's who you, who are we talking about here? There was no heir apparent to Kevin, Paul, and Ray. So it's just going to be a long gap before you see one of your favorite Celtics in the Hall of Fame. And I'm talking about like, you know, 10, 12 years, because it just unless you're talking about somebody who might have, I said, had a cup of coffee with the Celtics, spent a year with them. And I, I really can't think of anybody like, right now off the top of my head, but like a true Celtic, a draft, 
a drafted or someone who played seven, eight years in Boston. That ain't happening for a while. Let's play a game then of who's got next. I'll say a Celtics player, former player or executive's name, and you tell me whether or not that person is definitely in, definitely out, or try again later. Let's, you know, we'll circle back with them. So first one is Reggie Lewis. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long right now. When you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. I wonder how many people are going to bet on the Patriots. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com Boston. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER. Hope is here. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. 21 plus in president select states. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max bonus $50 unless specified otherwise. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Don't go silent on me now. Are you gonna, I thought Gary was going to go first just because oh. Gary, that's, <laughs> Gary's done a Quite, lot of. Yeah. You know, Reggie, you know, Reggie's a little bit better than I do. Plus, you're older and closer to him in age. Not older. Goodness gracious. Um, Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, I think it's a tough situation. Um, You know, uh, it's still a, a kind of a controversial situation of whose mm-hmm. fault was it? And, um, you know, there was, there was a lot, there was a lot that that went on, uh, there. And obviously, um, he was kind of, you know, he perished in the middle of his career. So I, I, I don't think there would be a long time happening just considering the fact, although a great college player, Northeastern, Mm -hmm. um, you know, but still the controversy that surrounds his passing, you know, passing in the middle of his career, you know, and the Celtics, unfortunately, went to the, you know, went to the dumps um, as a team and as a franchise for about almost a decade uh, after his after his tragic passing. Um, But no, I I just don't see that for Reggie Lewis as much as I think it would be amazing. And, and, you know, and, and remember, the thing that we don't, we don't, Recall, because I remember having this uh, discussion with Cedric Maxwell about Dino Raja, and he was just <laughs> like, "How the hell, Dino Raja, made the Hall of Fame? What the hell is going on here? Mm. This is not the NBA Hall of Fame. This is the Naismith Hall of Fame. So college is taken into account. You know, high school is taken into account. International competition. So you see great international players that didn't have great NBA careers like Dino Raja, but that guys were one of one of." Dino won, um, was part of, you know, like the Yugoslavia, great, that great resurgent Yugoslavia team. And, and, you know, or you look at, you, you look at like Manu Ginobili, people were like, well, you know, he wasn't a real hall of famer. He, you know, he was a good player for the Spurs, but remember like 
He was on that team that beat the U.S. in 04 um, and was a great international player. So international is taking into account high school and pro. Sorry, college is taking into account. So you look at some of the people that have gotten in and you take all encompassing. So a guy like Dino Raja and, and Max looking at me like, well, shoot, why, why am I getting a call? Where's my Hall of Fame check? Where, where right. I, when, when, when I'm getting that when I'm getting that call? <laughs> When I'm heading Springfield, when I'm getting my limo, um, <laughs> it was like they take into account. And you know, Max, you know, he sure hell said that. Oh, I know him. Yep. I know. Um, I heard him say it as you were saying it, too. And But they take into account. And I think people have to understand it's a Naismith Hall of Fame. Um, so it's all encompassing basketball. High school, if you had a great high school career, that might help your resume. I remember, um, you know, Mitch Richmond, people were like, well, he's a borderline, but Mitch Richmond led. Kansas State to the Elite Eight, and they had never they hadn't been there in in decades. Like that's another chip on your you know resume um, is what you did in college. So uh, it, you know if you want to you know like someone like a Reggie Lewis might that might help him or being on a great high school team at Dematha. If you look at that, there's been books written about the team with Muggsy Bogues, Reggie Reggie Williams, the great Reggie Williams, who you know. Uh, was just a beast at Georgetown. Sherrod sure hell remembers that him uh, busting up on his Syracuse uh, team over the years. <laughs> he remembers that <laughs> Reggie was real. I mean, and you could you could maybe include that too. But you know, it, it's it's just it, it, the Hall of Fame is difficult. Like it's a you know it's it, it encompasses everything. So people can't just say oh he was wasn't great in the nba but you look at the internet how many gold medals did he win did he lead his team something like that um you know and like as i say like manu ginobili who's going to be there honoring uh tony Riggin and tony parker and people well, ginobili was good but remember you, you know argentina won that gold in 2004 that was historic if you guys remember i know it's uh shoot 19 years ago now but the us that team, that U.S. team in 04 was a mess. And, you know, they end up slipping and losing in the in, in the quarters. Sorry, in the, in the semifinals and winning a bronze. And we can't imagine that now because with Kobe and all those guys, the Redeem team and LeBron, all these guys, they haven't lost since. But yeah. in those days, that was a shocker. Yeah. All right. So note to that one. Sherrod? Did you want to no, chime in? I, mean, I, I would just be reiterating a lot of the stuff that, that Gary just said. Yeah, yeah. Bottom line is everything made sense. You know, it, it that that made a lot of sense. And you know, good player, but you, there's a body of work that goes beyond just what you did in the NBA. Uh I I think Reggie, uh highly unlikely, but if they start factoring in what he meant to Northeastern and college basketball, all time leading scorer in school history. Mm-hmm. And I think also what happened when he was not a self, as Gary pointed out, they mm-hmm. suck for a long time mm-hmm. after he left, which I, so I think that says as much about his impact as, as what he did as a player. So I think he has a very, very slim shot, but but I agree with Gary. It's highly unlikely that we'll see him in the hall. Next on the list, Danny Ainge. I'm saying yes. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Um, Danny, I mean, you look <laughs> as a player, no. Because I, I just, his body works, yeah. but as an executive, yeah. I think he has Damn, a Damn, tell us how you feel, Sherrod. <laughs> I'm Look, hell no! At least I'm not coming at you. Crazy! Oh my gosh, Sharala! He said no. (laughs) 
<laughs> Cut <laughs> that out. <laughs> no, as a player, I have. As an executive, I think he's got a shot. I mean, he's, yeah. he's won a championship. He built the Celtics into being a perennial contender for decades, where they mm-hmm. were at. They'd have moments here and there, but he, Danny, laid the foundation for what this team is today, and that is a team that year in year out is in the hunt to win a championship. And you're not going to win a championship if you're not a contender for one at least. And Danny's had a lot to do with that. So, yeah. And if he can do some things in Utah, get them, you know, in, in the next year or two to where True. they're maybe top three, top four Solidified. in the West, that only Done. strengthens the case for him as being a potential Hall of Famer getting in as an executive. Agree. Yeah, I think he can get in as an executive or a contributor. You know, remember, our own, our friend Sat Sanders uh, was inducted mm-hmm. as a contributor. Right. So that's a category that, you know, um, will be interesting. And and remember, too, um, the 24 class is real thin, I'll say. Yep. Okay. Vince Carter and Jamal Crawford, I mean, is about the, the, the two that probably, yeah, first um, ballot Hall of Famers. Other than that, you're probably going to get a, a lot of guys like, um, a guy's overdue to me is Chauncey Billups. He could be up for it. Sherrod's buddy, Sherrod's boy from the from the D. Um, let's 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 hope uh, a friend, some someone I have uh, met and talked to and got to know over the years is Marcus Johnson. Um, yeah, nice, uh, you know, Wooden Player of the Year at UCLA, Crenshaw High School. So right, I mean, um, like that's L.A. to me. Like my uncle who died two weeks before I was born, was the first student body president at Crenshaw High School. And Marcus helped turn that school into a complete basketball power for 30 years. I mean, Crenshaw, L.A., about Crenshaw, I mean, they used to play my high school, and we would all run to the other, go to the other side of the court to watch Crenshaw warm up, because that's when you couldn't dunk in warm-ups. So it was like the Harlem Globetrotters came to town. Like they might as well play Sweet Georgia Brown when Crenshaw mm-hmm. came to your school. Because yeah. it was dudes that were like 12 dudes, 15, te- 15 players, 12, 13 were Division One guys. And they might they should have came out to Sweet Georgia Brown in those days. And they would just do, and then they would just drop the ball in the basket. Like they couldn't dunk. Um, but they would get like high, like the rim would be right here. They and so everybody like this, and it's the warm-ups, right? So uh, Marcus Johnson started that, and so I'm I'm rooting for Marcus Johnson. Hopefully, it's his time next year. He's been he's fallen short a little bit. So next year's class will, will be will be um, interesting. And it could include maybe a, a, a guy, a former Celtic or two. We'll we'll see. But next year's class is kind of thin. This year's class is loaded. I mean, it's just... Uh, it's superstars. Yeah, D-Wade, Vitsky, mm-hmm. Paul Gasol, Tony Parker, then Pop decides, like, um, if you guys don't know, like, Pop could have got people like, whoa, why is Pop in? So, like, Pop didn't want to get in. He told the Hall of Fame, do not vote for me. Do not put me on the ballot until all of my guys are in. So he waited for Duncan to get in, Ginobili, Parker now, like now, and then I think Jerry Colangelo, kind of the Hall of Fame president, like mm-hmm. was like Pop, you just like this is ridiculous sense. now. Yeah, you you yeah. you make you know like you're you know you're tripping, like you got it. So he finally decided when his last guy Parker is up, 
that he's getting inducted. So uh, it's, it'll be interesting, to, you know, special night for the Spurs, obviously with mm-hmm. Parker and Coach Pop getting uh, inducted. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But and hopefully some guys who have been like Chauncey Billups, I think, uh, have been, who have been overlooked uh, will get in uh, because the new this is just one of those current classes that is not all that strong in 24. Yeah. All right. Final person, Doc. Rivers. Count it. It could be spicy. Count it. Count it. Lock it in. He's really? Confidently. He's one of the top 10 winningest coaches all time. That's going to get him in. He's got a championship. Check that box. Now, when he has three to two series leads, things don't really go on like great for <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you look at his total wins. You look at the fact he's got a championship. That's going to get him in. Just, there, to me, Doc is a no-brainer. It's not a question of if or when. Is he going to be a first ballot? Mm-hmm. Is he going to get on the first ballot? And I don't think he will, but Doc will eventually be in the Hall of Fame. I have absolutely zero doubts about that. Book it. Gary. Can yeah. He's, book it? Yeah, he's, book? yeah just oh, his book. overall impact on the game. Um, That's a good point, yeah. And the the, the fact that you know, been in several championships. And as I said, I think that, I think the biggest regret, and I'll just say this for Celtic fans, like that 2010, I mean, Definitely. that, if, and I said, that was Kobe's greatness in game seven when he was six for 24 from the field, but he ended up getting to the free throw line and then the Celtics got kind of tired. Like that whole, if they win that series, and they get two chips in three years, everything, the perception of the Celtics and that and the big three changes because you got two championships. And then remember the year before, Garnett got hurt. So they got eliminated by Orlando because Garnett wasn't 100%. So, you know, uh, and then if you recall, and I know it's 13 years ago now, but Perk tore his ACL in game six. Um, and that, affected everything uh but they had a chance to win game seven that's a 30 for 30 that game seven where they played so well the first three quarters and then got tired i remember rasheed just asking out i mean rasheed you know and we all know um rasheed wasn't in the greatest shape during his time with the celtics or whatever but uh he 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 tapped out of that game but that's just if they win that game, that game seven, and now, and and uh, you know that adds to Kobe's resume. Kobe mm-hmm. bringing it home, so that's all Kobe. So it's all time great, uh, Kobe moment. But man, I'm sure the big three, you know, whenever they get together, I don't if Ray's there or not. I'm sure they lament losing that game seven because that changed the whole like Im- impre- image of the big three when you mm-hmm. win two chips. Instead of one, you know, that's 
That's amazing. So uh, Doc definitely gets in, but I'm sure he laments and thinks about that every day. I think there's a, uh, I think Pop, uh, you know, because obviously Miami came back in 2013 and beat the Spurs in seven. You know, that incredible shot by Ray Allen and all that. And there'll be jokes made in the speeches about that. <laughs> Pop asked Doc, like, how long does it take to get over a game seven loss? And Doc says, you don't. It's just yeah. something you, you wear it like a scarlet letter, like yeah. you wear it forever. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're Doc and the Celtics, they, you know, they regret that 2010. I, I still think about that just them kind of giving away game six. People don't really talk about the game six. They I think they scored 67 points in that game six. They like just handed it to the Lakers. They had two to win one. So, um, but Doc, considering his impact on the game, yes, he is a lot to get into the Hall of Fame. Well, there you have it. I We can, we have more that we can talk about, but I think we can save this for next week. I will mention though, the reports that, Chris Porzingis will miss the FIBA World Cup uh, in the start of the NBA season as well with a foot injury. And then O'Shea Brissett will reportedly be rehabbing his knee knee instead of playing for Team Canada. So next week, I think we can go into a little more depth about what effects this will have on the Celtics starting off the season. But I think this was a good Hall of Fame recap episode. Really like that game. Shout out to Sherrod for getting that one out. But until next week, this is A-List Podcast. I'm Connie Lunas, Sherrod Blakely, Gary Washburn. We appreciate you listening, and as always, we'll be back next week, so stick around. Sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston and make every moment more on America's number one sportsbook.